guys, it's Taylor from Jaded Wrestling. So as usual, before we get started in this episode, I have a special guest, and I wanted to go ahead and get the shout-outs out of the way. So this week, we're going to shout out Wrestling With The Truth, the Rewind Wrestling Podcast, Kickout Crew, the End Time Wrestling Podcast, and Just Another Effin' Podcast. You can find all these people um, on all platforms where you get podcasts. Go ahead and give them a listen, give them a follow, give them a five-star review. They deserve it. Great for wrestling. It's great for us. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. Let's get right into it. Before I explain to you why I brought my guest on, I'm going to go ahead and let him plug himself. All right. Uh, my name is Dakota, and my music project is called West Brooks. And then you can find me on uh, Instagram, Dakota underscore West underscore Brooks. And I'm also on Facebook as West Brooks and on Spotify. New album coming out in probably December. So, yeah, let's get it. All right. So the reason I brought you on, I know usually are people are thinking, oh, you got a musician on a wrestling podcast. But I think that every wrestling fan can relate to the idea that we as a society, when it comes to wrestling fans, always have people that we see around the way that we talk to about wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, there's always these people you're like, oh, you're my wrestling guy. I call you a wrestling guy. And I've got like three or four of these people strung out in my life where when I see you, we usually shoot the shit on wrestling, which is something that I don't think a lot of other sports or anything in life really has, like this secret society fans you know what i mean i do love me some wrestling (laughs) so i got thinking about it and i was like all right who do i want to bring on this week and i was like why don't i hit up dakota and see what he's got going on so a little bit of background about you and wrestling so you tend to have a very deep knowledge of black and gold nxt because you got to see a lot of it live in florida you also have a pretty good knowledge of AEW because that's your primary show. So we're going to stick to AEW today, but I do want to dip a little bit into NXT if you're all right with that. Well, really quick, would you believe it if I told you that recently I've been watching more WWE? <laughs> really? Really? What a turn, man. What a turn. Uh, yeah. I would not believe that. If, you, if there was one thing I was going to put money on, it would not be that you're watching the WWE product. But please tell me more. Well, see, here's the thing. Ever since... Vince, you know, had his whole deal, you know, go down and then trips is in the driver's seat. Uh, it's been a lot more enjoyable for me. So, all right, we're back into the move then. So tell me the things that you've liked the most about the current product of WWE. Let me into the path. Let's go ahead and do it. What is really, really catching your eye with WWE right now? Oh, uh, well, here, let's see. Uh, I like all the judgment day stuff. That's been okay. pretty entertaining. And then, you know how they're putting, uh, Balor and AJ in a feud, and then you had the club come back. That's been we are we are really really different wrestling fans. Like I always forget (laughs) when we start talking that we're very very different wrestling fans because I think that like two weeks ago I was just screaming at the sky about how AJ's not being used properly. Why are we bringing back the Good Brothers and shipping them to him? Like I don't want any of this. And honestly, I can kind of see the other side of it too. Like it's not that I hate it; it's just that. I watch wrestling in the frame of like, I like certain wrestlers and I only want my wrestlers to succeed. I guess if that makes any sense. Well, and then would you we, like AJ to be in like a world title picture? Or? No, no, just like not even that, like storyline booking to a success. Like I don't care about titles. I care about them being used so their legacy isn't tarnished. So to me, it feels like AJ, it's like, all right, let's stick you to almost for two years. 
okay, you know what yeah, I mean? That was definitely a waste of time. I'm he's 100% like, with you on that. He's like the most decorated wrestler, resume-wise, that I can think of. And like, <laughs> that's what I mean, is it's like, oh, okay, you're going to do this to AJ. All right, cool. So like, I, like, I think the show is a thousand times more watchable. Don't get me yes, wrong. Like, yes. I, I had like boycotted NXT 2.0 after like me trying so hard to get you to watch this show for months. I, I boycotted it because they fired Dakota Kai. So, well, hey, she's back now. So <laughs> when she came back, I, I like I was already watching, but I was I was less I was thrilled. You know what I mean? I want I want her back on TV. So that in the aspect of what I mean when I say I root for certain wrestlers, when my certain wrestlers are wrestling, I'll be watching a show. You know what I mean? And you, you, they hit a home run with Bailey and Dakota Kai and Io Shri- uh, Sky together is like well, they, uh, they're all over the show nowadays. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I don't think I really have uh, too many awful complaints other than the usual stuff of Braun Strowman hanging around. But you know what I mean? Another conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you got Braun in a program with Omos, and I gotta say, I have no interest in that whatsoever. So we talked a little bit this weekend about that pay-per-view. What, what did you like about it? Because I have a lot of gripes and haven't really had anybody to talk to it about it with. Like, I didn't like a lot of it. And usually I'm the person that's like, okay, 6 out of 10, 7 out of 10. You know what I mean? But I think I was more like a 3 or 4 out of 10. And we're talking about Crown Jewel? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, here, here's the biggest positive I could take away from that show is uh never in a million years did i think i would have praise for logan paul especially considering you know the fact that not so long ago he was getting canceled for like filming dead bodies in like you know the japanese forest or whatever but people people don't remember that like that's <laughs> an unheard of thing that people have just forgotten that he did and it's just gone like he so I that was a thing uh, <laughs> it might be a neuralizer gun on somebody i don't know how that happened but that's gone that doesn't exist anymore at one point that did happen. And then fast forward a few years, uh, Logan Paul is now wrestling for WWE in the main event, wrestling Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. I, I, that's, I, that's insane. insane. It's so the, <laughs> the glow up is very, very real. The glow up is very, very real. Don't get me wrong. The, the thing that marvels me the most is like, they have an ability to turn like somebody who hasn't wrestled or a lot and turn them into somebody in a year. Like this was over one year, one calendar year, maybe a sick, a year and a half debating on when he started training with the Miz, but uh, a year and a half he has turned into this. That's insanity. And, that, yeah, and that's what's even crazier. So after that, his third match in, he has a banger main event against Roman Reigns. Like I was just like unbelievably shocked at his ability to create a moment. Like there was like seven or eight like spots in that, that I was like, damn, this dude delivered. He, all right. So here's the thing. Uh, he did a better buckshot than not only CM Punk, obviously, but you know, a lot of people online are saying that he has a better buckshot than hangman Adam page. This is a very anti-Hangman show, but I'm not going to go down that road with you. I love Hangman. I couldn't do that to him. Oh, I that love poor Hangman guy. too, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Guy. It was pretty. I will say, though, it was pretty. He learned from the best. He definitely learned from the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Dude. you can't argue. He, he definitely does it better than CM Punk. I, I will say, like, so obviously the main event in question was the best thing on the card, but 
I was, uh, and maybe this is biasness again, like from the start, you know who I'm rooting for, but like, I always enjoy a good old fashioned Bailey match. Give it to me every night. Give it to me every week. I'm always and happy. I'm not mistaken. Like I, I didn't see the full match, but what I saw, that was one of the better matches on the card. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. And I think that like, that's the plan with Bailey is you're always going to get like a, uh, a third base hit. You know what I mean? Like she's going to at least get to first or second on those matches. Like they're going to be, I don't think she does a lot of uh shit. Let's, let's put it that way. You know what I mean? Like she's just not out there hitting shit. She's going to give you a third brace base run every single time. And that's something I think is like a reoccurring factor in most wrestlers. I like whether it's like, all right, they're giving something shitty and they're going to make it work. Like the other day I was watching, uh, I want to say it was nitro. It was either nitro or thunder. And this is random, but uh buff Bagwell came out and did like a uh, Scott Steiner impression. You love and it's like, Bagwell. Oh, you know, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta slide in a little bit of buff Bagwell on every podcast, but he did a Scott Steiner impression and he was doing the buff daddy thing, but he was dressed as Scott Steiner. And honestly, he does has commitment in everything he does. Like I know that the, the backstage antics, people really just poo all over him, but that's the reason why he's constantly sitting around my favorite wrestlers. There's a commitment to him. That's like, why did you go out here and do this ridiculous ass shit and give it 110%? Like it honestly wasn't good. But when buff does it, it's like, all right, I accept it. Fuck it. Hold on. I have something positive to say about NXT 2.0. Oh, well, okay. I don't know if it was necessarily NXT 2.0. It might've already started to switch over, but okay. So Braun Breaker did Steiner math in a promo. <laughs> oh, I saw it. So he's been, uh, they've been inkling little uh, droplets of Steiners throughout his time in an NXT. Like he did a, I really uh, appreciate it. <laughs> he did a Steiner recliner one night. And then oh, one sure. night, uh, Gargano, before he left, called him a uh, big bad booty uncle. <laughs> or something like that I and it's just like so much for doing that or a big bad booty nephew my bad <laughs> which <laughs> makes it a better joke but like uh i think that it's all over that like if it wasn't already done like i think that if he had come in in triple h's time i think they would have gave it him the steiner name yeah I, I don't know that a lot of people are talking about that but if i think that he hadn't been recruited while vince was still at leading operation he would have been braun steiner that's what, what it would have came out. <laughs> and it would have been, and he would have fit the mold perfectly. He has all the same mannerisms of his uncle. He, he really does. Like blonde. even to like the, um, <laughs> the cadences though, like his cadences are the same. He can't hide the, the, um, the Scott Steiner stutter. You know what I mean? Like it's not a lot, but it's enough where you, you notice the cadence in it. He's got the same cadence. He's, yeah, he's really he good. It's definitely reminiscent of Scott. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And sometimes in families, you hear that little bit of a uh, inkling of voices sounding the same on certain words, like car or something like that. You know what I mean? But yeah. I honestly, like, I don't know how much you've watched lately since triple H has come back. NXT is really, really hitting stride with bringing back, real wrestling again so that main event of halloween havoc we we saw uh we saw Dragonoff, we saw braun breaker and we saw um uh jd mcdonough and these guys are all three like stars to me you know what i mean like you can't really argue with the fact that they're stars like all three of them and they had a real main event so it's not this isn't some like overly scripted show i always think back to uh what athena said she said when she got 
the call that they were switching it back to 2.0, the idea was to try and get everybody to dress sexier and be more hip. You know what I mean? And I, yeah, I kind I of feel like as that. soon as as soon as Triple H walked into office, he was like, Sean, come with me. Let's fix what the problems that we've made. Because there was a bunch of problems that everybody could see except for Vince. And they walked in and they were like, all right, you need this. You need this. You need this. Now, there's still people that are have glaring weaknesses because it's developmental. You know what I mean? But they're going to get better. They give them time. You know, you, nobody's made overnight. Well, the immediate you're, change I love that they made was they, they started bringing back the, uh, the, the yellow. So, Oh, I, I knew you would. I knew you would. It's been a couple of weeks since we talked, but I knew that you would, uh, you would enjoy the black and gold coming back. Um, a huge step I have a question right about black and gold. Do you have like, yes. um, a favorite match from the black and gold time oh, at all? Man. Um, one that, uh, sticks out, uh, I, I maybe, Zane I mean, I can give you time to filler buster Nakamura. too. I got one as well. If you want me to filler buster and give you a second, I can do that too. Okay. So, uh, what, what do you got? So I, I tend to fall into the camp of Keith Lee and, um, Oh Jesus Christ. Dominique Dijakovic. And like, uh, yeah. I, I always look back at that match when I look back at NXT, just because to me, there isn't a lot of matches with that much meat doing that much high flying shit. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of like Keith Lee flipping over things and it's like, dude, how do you do that at 305 well, yeah, both pounds? Of the, both of those guys with their size, like uh, it's especially Keith Lee. It's insane. The things he's able to do. I think, I think Dominique Dijakovic should go on a list of people that have like, they're one of the better ring wrestlers, but nobody knows it. You know what I mean? Like nobody knows how good he is because he's been in WWE so long and underused. Speaking of Dijakovic, isn't he just about to get repackaged? And if he does, like, I am rock hard, bro. I gotta be yeah. honest. I'm completely I think rock I saw hard. Like a like a promo where he's gonna re-debut, if I'm not mistaken. Oh hell yeah. I completely missed that, but I am so excited. They're doing it for me, bro. Like they're do they're slowly picking apart all the things that I got maddest about. Like I threw a fit when um LA Knight showed up as Max Dupree. Because yeah, I love LA Knight. Like, he's like, you know, I love LA Knight. So when they repackage oh, wait, hold on. I got, I got something to rant about here. Oh, speak on it. All right. So, Butch, what the hell was that? All right. So I, I will agree that the initial shock of Butch being his name really, really angered me. I will be the first one to say that I made a TikTok about it. Naturally, I was angry because Butch is not his name. His name is not Butch. It's never going to be Butch. It's Peter Dunn. We all call him Peter. We're not going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, so I initially, just like LA Knight, I screamed at the sky. I made a TikTok. I threw a fit. That's what logical people do, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I went to I went to TikTok, and then I started watching the way that Triple H was booking him. And I started to like loosen up my stance a little bit because he is really, really good in this little uh, role. Like, I don't, I don't want to be rude here, but like, do you see Pete Dunn succeeding in a main event by himself with the way yes. that WWE books? I don't. I, and, and I really, really, well, I don't see him doing that. In old NXT, he was a legit Oh yeah, contender. he was great. But like, I just think like the big leagues is a little bit different and it's, it's different kind of wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I'm saying. Like, it's not, this isn't a knock on his talent because he's if incredible, they were dude. To use him differently. I don't see any problem with him being at like 
a high like but spot but if they do this like they're uh, what like there's just so many other people that right now deserve it more that are in the same same areas you know what i mean like that's I all i'm saying like maybe not down the road but like seamus seamus deserves to have what's happening now. what when you slap a, a name like butch on him and then give him like a stupid little outfit like well they took they took the stupid outfit away they took the stupid I, outfit I do away i really appreciate that so that was number one like that agreed like putting him in a leader hosen or whatever it was it's not really great for me you know what i mean i don't need that like that they don't need to make him look like a little a little bitty schoolboy. i get it but like the idea like, that pete dunn name changes right around the corner you know <laughs> well so i i imagine that maybe they could swing this in the way they've done the rest of them and it might happen dude like it really it might happen that. Like he so made a post I would, on Twitter about it. I think. So I got another question. So of all the people that have been let go and that are still hanging around, is there anybody else you see coming back? Um, let me think. I mean, a lot of people have been brought back at this point. I'm yeah, but there's still the a releases. there's still a handful left of people that are kind of like uh, hanging around. The agents. Yeah, because a lot of people would have just went over to AEW by this point. I think um I think Nia Jax will be back before this is all over. Uh I mean I know that you're not her biggest fan, but I believe that I one. believe that she'll I believe that she'll be back before this is over. I think uh I think you can always use a credible heel and she's a credible heel. No matter which way you look out of it, she makes people dislike her and that's a part of the job. She's got so, X-Pac heat. Well, no, uh, all right, but that's a that, no. She doesn't. No, she doesn't, dude. <laughs> Walden was burning all kinds of bridges, dude. Don't do that to her. That poor girl. <laughs> Jesus, poor Nia Jax, man. She don't deserve that. I'm on the. Uh, I might be on the Nia Jax train. I think so, I've liked her ever since I saw that first terrible vignette. Do you remember it? So the, the vignette was like her, like her, like shadow. I don't think her face was in it. It was just like her shadow and it was like her voice behind the shadow. And she goes, I'm coming and I'm going to beat everybody up. I'm Nia Jax. The <laughs> only thing it. I can really remember <laughs> about Nia Jax's run in WWE was the my whole thing. That's that's the only thing. That's it? Like. You don't remember anything else? <laughs> Golly. Not, not a whole lot. I mean, like she had a little storyline with like Alexa Bliss at some point about like bullying or whatever, but. You don't remember the eight weeks. You don't remember the eight weeks straight that she put uh, CJ Perry through a table. The eight weeks straight, she was just like, "Hey, Lana, come here. Let me throw you through a table every single week for eight weeks." I I imagine that Vince really, really had punishment on his mind because he came back every single week like Devon. He was like, "I'm gonna get the table." Every single week. It's mind-blowing, dude. It's mind-blowing. So what other free agents we got here? (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying that you're not a little bit excited about the homegirl coming back? She's my favorite. No, I'll I'll pass on Nia Jax. Who else we got? I'm going to look into a list real quick. Where's our free agent list? list? I know I read something about uh, some more returns coming soon. Oh, uh, one already happened this week. Uh, that's the one that uh, I didn't know if you'd seen. Did you see my M came back? Yes, and I, I'm I'm down with that. Hold on, I can't believe it, bro. To be honest, here. 
but she's a she's a stud, dude. She deserves to be on TV. So I mean, she was doing it in Impact. So and she's done it. Want him to come back too? Okay, all right. There's the line. So as long as we don't get a dirty, dirty Lars, I'm happy. Like I don't want dirty Lars, and I don't want um. Ah man, usually when people I don't like get released, I just forget their names. What's the other one's name that we don't like? Uh, Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker. Yeah, no, he can, he can stay gone. Um, yep. Bye. So I'm looking at the 2021 list right now. Not a whole lot going on. Uh, Bo Dallas. He's oh, he's. I've heard he's coming too. Yeah. Yeah, it's already probably one. happened. There's one. Uh, a lot of these people are already in AEW. Uh, Velveteen Dream is very canceled. Nope, we don't want him. We can go. <laughs> nope, we don't want him. Which is a shame because he was uh, such a solid talent. He was good. He was good at wrestling. He's just not good at other aspects. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, there's a special room for that. And oh, uh, wait, involves someone that... Who is it? Tyler Breeze. Okay, all right. So I uh, am 100% for that. I think he's the best thing in the world. Um, I was a huge fan of him uh, in NXT. Yeah, the, um, the model yeah, that gimmick. Match against... Uh, uh juice and thunder liger that was a banger hell yeah hell yeah that was a great match uh juice just uh all around pro though you know yeah. i don't see a lot of uh shit coming out of juice and also tyler breeze is an underrated stud yeah i want to put him in the the filing cabinet under underrated stud <laughs> all these other names are either jobbers or an aw let's see well they could use the point two list they brought back the Good Brothers. Why wouldn't they bring back other jobbers? Oh, hey, hey I'm down with the Good Brothers. <laughs> Damn. So the last podcast, I compared the Good Brothers to Jake Gyllenhaal. Do you agree? <laughs> I just hate Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't. <laughs> I don't even know. Like I just don't like every time Jake Gyllenhaal shows up. I'm just like, oh yeah, I don't want you here. All right. So Brian Kendrick, uh, what's the deal with that? <laughs> So I know I know where, what you're doing here. I think that Brian Kendrick should probably hire you as his street team because I've never heard anyone support Brian Kendrick as hard as you have. Dude, he's my favorite wrestler. I know he is, but I'm telling you, like, we how many times have we had wrestling conversations? I would say around 20, 25. I would say at least six or seven of those. A good, healthy portion are Brian Kendrick conversations. Dude, I got to put him over because nobody else will. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I think you know, he's fine. your... He's your buff Bagwell. 100%. <laughs> One of my favorite matches. Brian Kendrick versus... Um, oh, God. Why can't I think of his name? Um, Kenny Omega's boyfriend. Uh, you're Gold killing Lover. me. You're killing me. I don't know I'm names. A, hold on. I don't know. My brain is not working right now. Kota Bushi. Brian Kendrick versus Kota Ibushi in the 205 Live Tournament. That was a bad. I've never match. seen that. Uh, you're you're in the territory that I don't know nothing about. But teach me. That's what you're here for. Teach me about it. What happened? Well, I, I the whole storyline behind like Brian Kendrick in the 205 Live Tournament is like you know he's starting to get older and he's like you know I'm running out of time. And then like even uh, Daniel Bryan at the time in WWE was a, you know, like they were going into their history like they were both trained by Shawn Michaels. And I thought they had like a really good start of a storyline and they just never did anything with it. But if you should definitely go back and like watch the footage. I will. Uh, there's some very solid promos with them. 
And I feel like they should have been put into like some kind of tag team or faction at some point, but just I, uh, never came out of it. I love this little uh, this little hill you're willing to die on for Brian Kendrick. I really am a fan of it. I gotta say, I, I I just respect people that are passionate about shit, and I don't know a lot of things I'm passionate about other than chicken nuggets. So <laughs> I <laughs> I want to go ahead and uh, go into like my little. Uh, my little uh, ad section with by saying how much I enjoy your passion for Brian Kendrick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, if you're in the Tampa area or the Clearwater area, I know how hot you are. I'm hot. I'm sweating. There are literal balls of sweat coming out of my face. So this week, our, our pub we're going to give out is for Dan's fan city. You know, you need a fan go to Dan's fan city. It's on us 19 right there in Clearwater. Stop in. Get a fan. Quit sweating. No one likes you to be a sweaty mess. Thank you. Back to the episode. Speaking of fans, I'm also <laughs> a diehard fan of John Morrison. He's never got his proper due. Give him that was the it. guy. That's the list I gave you the opening to bring him back to WWE, and you left him on the sideline. What's that? I don't. Well, isn't he wrestling somewhere now? He's no, like, he's just doing the indies, dude. He's on AAA. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I, it's I, just, I don't know. He he wrestled like a few matches in AEW, but he just got squashed. So I think uh I well that they, they put him in there as like a uh I I assume his role in Jay Lethal's role is the same in AEW. Well, like they bring him into now. Well, I know, but Darby. like they spent how many months did they spend bringing him up to let him get killed? Bringing him yeah, up to yeah. let him get killed with how talented he is. And like it's the same with with uh Johnny Lee. Dude's a fucking boss you know what i mean like the only reason i don't think that they're going to bring him back to wwe is because they truthfully did tie a valkyrie dirty in nxc like the way that they brought her in she moved across country and they fired her you know what i mean yeah so like i don't think he'll go back because of personal reasons but like i that's someone that do totally, the correct way truthfully totally i don't think that his return like do you remember how he like returned to wwe uh, he no, didn't get, like an entrance. He was just like in the backstage, and he was in like Mrs. Locker room or whatever. That's literally how they reintroduced him. Well, that's the way, bro. You don't. He doesn't need a big entrance. He's a he's a spot guy. He's gonna come in and do his little thing, scorch you with the squirt gun. You know, this ain't a this ain't TNA John Morrison, even though it should be. That's the way that they need to book him, but nobody can. It's just, but honestly, if you're doing that, they have one of those already on the roster that's not being used correctly. Do you know who it is? Who? Ron Killen. He's that's that's Johnny Elite. He's just sitting in the background. He's way better than his resume says he is, too. And Morrison's the full package, you know. Like, he's but so is our truth, though. Do you remember the TNA our truth stuff? Yeah, no, he's great, and I feel like they should have pulled the trigger on him. Like, you remember when he had that uh, world title match against John Cena at Capital Punishment? Yeah, of course. Should should have put the world title on him there. Well, the, he doesn't. Uh, He's just, there's not that many people are, that are good at being funny. That's the truth, Dakota. Like, there's not that many people that are really good at delivering a line. That's the hardest. And I can think of the best at it. He's so, so <laughs> good at it. But I think that there's so many people that you think about that are like uh, really, really, really good workers, especially in AEW. Like, you're like, damn, Marina Shafir, like, she's a good worker. But then on the other hand, it's like, she can't really deliver a line. You know what I mean? That's the hardest thing to me that I would have being a wrestler. Like I have a pain tolerance that's out of this world. If I have to take pain, I'll take pain, but I just can't talk that well. 
I have a podcast, which probably isn't the best, but like, you know what I mean? Like you, you heard me in the open. I get a little muddle mouth. Do you know what I mean? No, you got this, man. You're doing great. <laughs> well, once we got a little bit uh, into it, it went a lot smoother. So I, I've been already talking about this. Well, everybody has for a couple weeks. Um, let me ask you the best moment in AEW in the last year was uh, Darby Allen getting hit by a guitar, right? <laughs> Slap nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't not great. He's just, what, dude? What? <laughs> no, I, 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 could... <laughs> I have a friend who hates Jeff Jarrett with a passion. So whenever any Jeff Jarrett news comes up, I always like to, you know, share it to his page. You, or like you've sent a bunch of pages to him this year. A whole fucking yeah, bunch of pages. Be like, yo, fuck you. <laughs> he really <laughs> hates Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> hates him why is Jeff Jarrett so good? Why is Jeff Jarrett so good? And why did I pop harder for Jeff Jarrett than Adam Cole? Dude, speaking of Jeff Jarrett, all right, did you watch the, uh, the Ric Flair last match pay-per-view? Of course I did. Dude, he looked great. <laughs> Like, considering Jeff Jarrett's age, dude, he carried that match. I want to say, I don't know how much you were watching, like, the weeks leading up to the last match, but, like, Ric Flair delivered the best promo of the year in that pre-show. Like, I did. I don't think I saw that. After this gets over, I will go on YouTube and send you the link. But I literally, okay. like, I've had, like, four or five promos this year, and four of them were MJF's promos where I've just replayed them after I watched them. Like, you know what? I watched it, and I was like, all right, I'm going to rewind this and watch it again. And with the Ric Flair one, like, I think I did it like three or four times. Like, there's a part where he says, uh, I'm trying to think of the exact line, so I don't fuck it up. But I think he said, uh, he said, this isn't scripted. This is the shit you think about your whole life. You know what I mean? And it's just like, golly, dude, the man still got it. Just still hitting hammers at fucking 72 years old. You know what I mean? I now, now during the match, it was a little rough. Don't get, but I, I legit thought he was going to die. He passed out for seven minutes. He worked a <laughs> fake heart attack. No, he was passed out in the ring, Dakota. He was literally passed out. Like he had the look on his face of like somebody on their deathbed. And I was no, but that is concerned. the that is the ultimate joke though, to fake the heart attack on the sideline in front of your family. <laughs> that was that was rough. That was hilarious. That's the funniest <laughs> thing I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> That is like, I just want to like, I just want to give him like a comedy award for that. Just like, you just see like Andrade trying to get Ric Flair to like his feet. And he's just like, he's just like not moving. Oh, he was, you know, he was not down. To the match, like he was, he was not there at all. <laughs> hey, he made it to the end. He said, woo. Kind he did of, a little yeah, dance. Kind of. He did a little strut. What more do you and want, then, man? Like, listen, then, if right. you're going, if you're going to go see a Marvel movie and Iron Man's in the movie. You know what I mean? Maybe the Hulk turns green once, and you know what I mean? You see Captain America, you saw a Marvel movie, even if it sucks. Another uh, a great part of the uh, main event of that uh, whole thing, like, you see Ric Flair after the match, he's, like, walking up the ramp, and the referee's trying to give him, like, the old uh, heavyweight championship. It's. It, I felt like for 10 minutes, he's, like, trying to give the belt to Ric Flair. <laughs> he Ric Flair just, he didn't, does he not didn't know what was like, going he on. He didn't know where the hell he was. <laughs> Poor Rick, man. He was just Poor ready Rick. for the party after party afterwards, you know? The best the best part about this is he literally got offered to wrestle the next night and had to think about it. Like, he, they were like, no, come on, no, just do Rick. one more. And he's like, oh, man, let me sleep on it. You just you just sit down <laughs> and take a breather, bud. Don't hurt yourself. 
Ricky's the man, dude. You can't You're deny the work one, ethic. Right? No, nobody's gonna argue that. <laughs> yeah, I legitimately, I legitimately got a lot of enjoyment out of that pay per view, though. Like that, I was telling. Uh, I don't know who I told right there after it, but like I was telling somebody, like not Ric Flair, but if they did this every year with like an aging wrestler and then stacked an undercard, I'm in. <laughs> like if they did this every year and we got like Nick Wayne and you know what I mean, like some reputable GCW guys in there. And like, I'm in every time, bro. Get me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you, you build a main event around the aging superstar. So like next year, what if they did like Jerry Lawler, the dude can still talk. You know what I mean? I'm always, that's all you Jerry Lawler match. Oh, I mean, I wasn't, are you really down for a Ric Flair match either though? I will. Eh. Let let the man let the man do his little thing, and the thing that Jerry Lawler does is make you believe something. He's done it before; he'll do it again, dude. It's wrestling; that's the way we do it. Kayfabe does, City, you know what I mean? Doesn't Jerry Lawler still like do indie bookings every now and then, though? Uh, he has like uh, Legends of Wrestling he runs, which is essentially exactly what I'm talking about, but monthly. Gotcha. So I think I saw a card where it was him versus Steiner at the top of the card. Dude, sign me up was, for that match. It that was in Florida. Movie. It was in Florida. Like maybe it's just once a year in Florida, but they do this in like uh I don't remember the spot in Florida. I'll have to look it up. But I think there's one this year, and I'm pretty sure like both of them are on the card again. Dude, dude, we could be there. We could be there. It's it's a, one of those things, you know what I mean? Where it's just like a star-studded event. You're gonna see uh Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hey oh <laughs> you awesome. know what I mean? Those type of guys are going to be there. It's going to be a party. <laughs> what else? What else could it be? I have a question. All right, shoot. Favorite match of all time. All right. Um, this changes a lot. So I do have a, a couple. The one that has stayed present for probably about the last year, I would say, or more. Um, the White Castle of Fear, Vader, Sting match. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know if I've ever seen that match. It's a it's a strap match, and it's Vader versus Surfer Sting. Um, I, I think the pay per view might be called White Castle of Fever. If it's not, I'll look it up right now and give you. I, I wish so they I had knew. a match inside a White Castle. No. So what they did back then in WCW is there was like Eric Bischoff was trying to like create movie stars out of all these guys, so he was making like small little short films and like attaching it to matches. So he had like a promo video vignette package. I don't know what you call it. And like, it was like a, a small eighties movie where there was a white castle and they were like cutting promos against each other. in it. I'm going to have to send you so that much shit. Very WCW. Oh, it was fucking awesome. It was fucking awesome. I, I need to see it. That's all I know. <laughs> so they did like a, a bunch of these, but it might've been like a, it was like Halloween Havoc or one of those. Because one of them was spin the wheel, make a deal. And then the next year it was White Castle of Fear. But this match, dude, like, it just, you get the feeling of, like, it was at Super Brawl 3. Um, and it felt like, uh, it was like, just like, you know, you see those matches where it's like, God, how much punishment can you take? You know what I mean? And Sting and Vader both took so much punishment in this match. And I just, every time I watch it, I just love Surfer Sting so much more. Like, that is the epitome of what it became is like 
Surfer Sting is one of my favorite wrestlers. Like the Crow and all the other stuff, I really like it. Like the Joker Sting, but like Surfer Sting, I think is the best face to ever live. In my so opinion. you're ready for Surfer Sting to come back to AEW? Oh, I would fucking mark out dude, <laughs> if Surfer Sting came back. I would buy a fucking shirt for sure, for sure. Same question to you. Okay, so I think the match that sticks out in my head: uh, Jeff Hardy versus Undertaker ladder match on a Monday Night Raw for the WWE Championship. It might have been undisputed at the time. Have you seen? Hell that yeah! Match? I've never seen it. Tell me about it, and I'm gonna try to find it later. So. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Uh, it's just uh, the the storytelling behind it. I think is just what really sets the match on just like another level. And it's just like even though Jeff Hardy like loses and just gets his ass kicked, like they made Jeff Hardy like a star that night. And just like the way like Undertaker, like after he beats Jeff Hardy, you know Jeff Hardy's like you know refusing to give up, and he just keeps on getting up. And then like finally, you know, Undertaker like raises his hand at the end. Is just like I. I love that match so much. So when did you see it first? I guess is my next question. Like, I want to know what, how impressionable you were at what time frame you saw it. You know, I might've actually seen it a few uh, years after it actually occurred, but I mean, I was still watching like wrestling at that time, but uh, it, it might've been a few years after it actually happened though. Jeff, Jeff has found his way into the hearts of America. Like I, uh, I always find that I could never hate Jeff just because it seems like he has this quality, no matter how much uh, things he has in his life that he has going on. It's this undeniable very quality of, this year. Yeah. Of, like he always hits home with like, with me. I think it, it seems like people of our generation, especially like Jeff just seems to like hit all the right notes for us. I don't know what it is about him. I was just watching. Uh, did you ever see the TNA Jeff stuff? with uh the anti uh antichrist uh here and there so um he just i was re-watching i've been watching a lot of tna just random episodes uh, on like uh when he had like the custom that, title right that app is horrible but i i, I can muddle through it enough to kind of like pick it here and little episodes here and there so that's what I'm doing i it's a bad era because hulk hogan's so heavily involved but there are always like shining stars through every like rough era and jeff was just so good you know what i mean like yeah he has like the uh what he was doing the, the black, antichrist uh, thing that's uh, he had like the custom belt right? on, you know what i mean and the the gerard way hair and like the the long okay, black yeah, yeah, leather yeah. jacket it's just it's a, it's a different jeff than you usually get you still yeah, there i remember that a little bit yeah 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 i um i've been finding my way into these tna random excursions a lot more lately um i don't know why it's kind of just a weird wrestling thing so i do uh want to get close to wrapping this up but before we do we usually talk about a movie i watched a very famous wrestling movie last night and i imagine you've probably seen it if you haven't we'll just wing it have you seen walking tall oh it's been a while so it had been uh probably just as long for me before last night so i don't think i've seen it since i was 12 13 it's you know what i mean years. it's been a real long time so i i just watched uh i just watched black adam a couple weeks ago so i wanted to go back and see if i could grab a really really old rock movie and this one popped on netflix so i was like fuck it it's been a while i i didn't really realize like obviously like it's a remake of another movie but like 
this is just a, like the first hour of this is a Walker, Texas Ranger episode. Like he comes home from war and he finds that the city that he used to live in is like, uh, all ran by a casino and they're funneling drugs to all the kids in the neighborhood. Like the only difference in this in a Walker, Texas Ranger episode is the bad guy wasn't named like smoke or bomb or something. You know what I mean? Like it's always like Jim bomber from a American pie in that movie. It was a Johnny Knoxville. Oh, a stifler was a stifler was in um the other one. Uh, what am I thinking of? You're thinking there's two movies, uh, Walking Tall and Jesus. What's the other one called? <laughs> How do I not remember this? I just was looking at it. I gotta look it up. Wait, Knoxville is in Walking Tall. Okay, the, he was in Walking Tall, and Stifler was in the Rundown with him and oh, Christopher that's Walken. It, the Rundown. So, okay. So the Rundown is a different movie. Like Walking Tall was the first one, and it's literally just The Rock with a big piece of wood just beating up multiple people at once for two for an hour and a half. Sounds like. Right. I think uh, usually I have a lot of critiques on these movies, and it's like, why they do this? Like, there's a lot of bad dialogue. Not really with this one. They just were like, listen. There's drugs in the city. His his uh, nephew's on drugs. You know what? Let's give him a big ass stick and let him beat everybody up. And I think like <laughs> just put him in where he knows what he's doing. Why not? Why not eat a cheeseburger in a McDonald's? You know? Yeah. I just. You got any um you got any movies? What's your favorite wrestler movie that you can think of before we end this? Oh god. Um <laughs> sorry to put you on the spot. I have to think. I, 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 mean, you got, um, I I probably reviewed it to be honest, because I probably I think I've reviewed like 150 wrestler movies at this point. For some reason, Walking Tall wasn't on that list though. Why can't I think of the movie name? What is it? Oh, God, it's got... <laughs> this will be a fun podcast thing to try and figure out. If you can tell me the actors, I can tell you the movie, probably. Uh, he was in Scream. <laughs> David Arquette? Yeah. You All right, so you already know what I'm talking about. It's Ready to Rumble? Yeah. That's the first oh, movie. Oh, yeah, okay. Mind. So my uh, podcast partner, Will, this is his favorite movie. We've spent literal hours talking about this movie on this podcast because he loves it so much, and he believes that David Arquette was wrong. What do you think about David Arquette? <laughs> well, much respect to him that he actually went back and started a wrestling career after all the acting. And then he was in death matches and almost died. So Yeah, that. he did. I mean, oh, uh, oh. I don't know that he needed to take a pizza cutter to the face to get my redemption. I probably could have just been bought mention. off. Like, all I'm saying is you give me a couple thou, I'll probably just say you're a good wrestler. <laughs> uh, Beyond the Mat is another great movie. Hulk Hogan, good stuff. <laughs> Is that Hulk Hogan? No, I'm thinking of That's No Old Bars. I think No uh, Old Bars. Beyond the Mat is like um, it's a lot of like old WWF footage. Oh, you're talking like about the? Stage. I know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. I was I thought you said uh, No Hold Bars for some reason. My brain went yeah. right into Hulk. I'm gonna send you a clip later. But there's the. Have you ever? Do you remember the scene where he's just like, "I'm not booked," <laughs> and he's on a trampoline. I'm gonna. I don't know that later. I've seen this. I, truthfully, uh, you, I don't know that I've seen this movie. Must watch. Really? Really? Okay, yeah, well, guess like what I'm reviewing next week. What, g- thank you, Dakota. I'm going to be definitely watching this next week. 
I got you. All right. So one more time before we go, we've talked about 45 minutes about wrestling. Tell them one more time what you're doing, why they should listen to you. You know, I love your music because honestly, like the reason I brought you on is because I think you're funny, number one, but number two, I think you're fucking mad creative. Everything I hear from you, I'm like, dude, I've never heard honestly shit like that. And that's what I like about you. So go ahead and tell them where they can find you again and all, all the stuff they need to find. All right. So Instagram, uh, Dakota underscore Wes underscore Brooks. Uh, you can find me on Spotify, Wes Brooks, Facebook, Wes Brooks. Um, and then new album coming out in December, Nostalgia Nemesis. So let's get Hell it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I will uh, put a, a, a link to your uh, YouTube channel in the, um, in yeah, the about YouTube, me too. of this episode <laughs> or whatever it's called. So they're going to find you one way or another. And I appreciate you so much for coming on. I, I hope you enjoyed this. I really, really did. It was good. To oh, shoot thank you for having wrestling. me. Dude, anytime, anytime. Down. And uh, <laughs> I, I hope to have you again sometime. Um, but yeah, again, thank you. And I will uh, hit you, catch you guys on the flip side. Yeah.